it's Dr. Tennant's Scribble Highs. Let's start the show with Lewis Tennant. Here we go. Guests and interviews that you're looking for with creators, innovators, and so much more. For all episodes and further info, verbalhighs.com is the place to go. Welcome to Dr. Tennant's Verbal Highs podcast, podcasted from uh, continuing lockdown in Tamaki, Makoto, Auckland, New Zealand. Um, I have been, my name is Lewis, by the way, I'm the host of the show. If you are new here, kia ora. If you're here for Simon, uh, to hear about, to hear from Simon, my guest Simon in particular, uh, a warm greeting to you, but also a wee little awareness campaign from here. This is episode 112 of now a nearly, literally within a month or two, a nearly five-year-old um, New Zealand-based uh, podcast where I chat to different guests long form, typically for about an hour to an hour and a half. Um, if you are here, as I say, because of Simon, I, I strongly um, not suggest, I strongly predict. Can you strongly predict something? Let's go with that. I strongly predict that you will find another person who I've chatted to you that will be of interest and of a similar ilk. On TV last night, I was watching something about, um, maybe it was yesterday morning, quality quality days I'm living in lockdown during an extended session of breakfast TV. Oh, goodness. Um, but well, it's actually a fairly interesting uh, commentator talking about the sort of paralysis um, of being in, in, in lockdown, where like you think it's such a commonly said thing, you think you're going to do all these really constructive things and build a this and read a that and write a that and you know achieve a this, and um, more often than not, a lot of that doesn't happen. And I'm very much, uh, it very much spoke to me. <laughs> and then today, um, when I write up the little blurbs you see for each episode, the I guess the copy. For the episode, um, where I say like Simon Morse is a da 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 da, or um, Chris Fayumu is a blah 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 blah. Those descriptions, I don't think I've ever bothered to tell anyone actually on the show this, um, and it's quite nerdy and quite OCD. But I make those exactly that first paragraph exactly 152 characters, so including spaces and just every uh, individual letter adds up to 152. So that takes a little bit of work, um, a little bit of juggling a little bit of changing the wording to kind of say the same thing but it creates really tight um consistent copy that also looks really good on the website because all the episodes line up with each other um it does take a wee bit of work but i am pretty good it's one of probably one of my strengths in life is 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 writing writing succinctly and tightly but i just spent a, i reckon over two hours um trying to write simon's paragraph blurb not because it was a particularly difficult one, I don't think, but because everything just is harder in lockdown. It's crazy. Um, and I've been writing a history of uh, Radioactive, the radio station in Wellington, and the same things happened there. I wrote this incredible, well, I think it's incredible, I'm really happy with it, kind of first part, and then I've got all the research and all the bits lined up ready in order to go for the second part, but I the other night, like, it was bizarre, like I was... Um, uh, kind of temporarily paralyzed but couldn't stop working um i think sat for about five hours trying redoing and redoing the same paragraph over and over and over <sighs> i don't know what do they say it's like trinity the little things they break you down the little things they, they they break your life the little things they make you mad 
but then it's little things that really matter. <laughs> like the uh, virtual pinball that's just turned up that I'm about to go and assemble for the rest of the afternoon. Woohoo! It's called the One Up um, Arcade System, and it's very much an indulgent lockdown purchase. And real pinball machines have, um, they, they completely sunk in value in the early 2000s when um, the coin op market fell away and everyone thought pinballs were over. And the main company, Williams, their gaming division was going really well, and they thought the why you have all these weird, nerdy, overly passionate pinball guys? They're just dead weight when we can much easier and more cheaply produce uh, machines for Vegas. And anyway, so a um, whole bunch of kind of people putting coins into machines stopped. And as such, um, machines were on the market for the home market. Very, very cheap in the early 2000s. That's all very much changed. And even an old shitter that hardly works is going to cost you thousands of dollars now. So I have bought a digital version, which obviously is like vaping compared to smoking cigarettes or, um, or, um, or, or using a controller compared to DJing with vinyl. But it looked pretty good. And it's going to be fun to set up. And it's three-quarter size, which is good for an apartment. I'm also thinking about getting a dog. Um, otherwise, I may go mad here. Um, any dog tips? Verbalhires at gmail.com. Now, I'll get out of your way shortly. Thank you very much to Simon Morse. Um, we had a great chat. I have, it's not been made clear enough in the copy. I spent over two hours trying to write. Um, Simon's got a really great history as a artist and someone, I think, as he says, just with like blind passion from the start. And uh, that found him when it was quite uncommon for creative people in New Zealand to find work overseas. It's much more, we're much more kind of visible now. Um, He was working for uh, some quite, you know, serious, well-regarded US comic book artists and their publications, um, such as the geezer behind uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And of course, kind of um, hard rock metal icon, Glenn Danzig. And and has since worked for uh, a bunch of local artists, for what I call uh, local companies rather, for what I call commercial art. I noticed he didn't term it that, but kind of like doing great artwork for um, companies like Illicit and Hell Pizza, um, and also a bunch of work for kind of bands and fellow artists and so on along the way. Um, his partner in crime for many years was Martin Eamond, who unfortunately passed in the early 2000s, I think 2004, we speak about it on that episode, on this episode. Um, well, yeah, I really felt for um, Simon, and as I say, we chatted about it. So um, I guess this is dedicated to Marty, and this is um, a great chat with Simon. A bit of housekeeping. Thank you to Free FM who continue to support me. Um, they are community radio based in the mighty Waikato. And they are at freefm.org.nz for all your time-shifted uh, uh, listening needs. And they have a range of voices and shows from different communities around New Zealand. Very handy in lockdown, um, you know, uh, lockdown and coronavirus information in many different languages. And they stream. If you have an Amazon Echo, uh, you can go freefm89 um, with Alexa skill and you get that via the Amazon Alexa app. Oh, you just say... Far out! I don't. Even, this is like I'm. Um, this is like out of my wheelhouse. You just say, Alexa, stream free FM eighty nine. <laughs> if you've got one of those at home, I might have just done that for you. How's that for direct marketing? Um, please like and rate my show. Um, you can subscribe to all that good stuff you know about doing with podcasts. By now, I'm at Verbal Highs on Twitter, Verbal Highs Podcast on Facebook, and Verbal Highs on Apple and Google. Uh, you can also stream via Spotify or iHeartRadio. Basically, any large um, multinational uh, commercial outlet of media, I give my content away to. Okay. <laughs> 
Uh, but I've got my own site, verbalhighs.com. Thank you very much, Simon Morse. Enjoy, listeners. I'm off to assemble a pinball machine. This is Dr. Tannen's Verbal Highs. I feel good. You've got a soothing voice. So the way thinks very nice. I'm told that. Is it back, what about background noise? Because there's people tattooing here. Shall I tell them? Can you hear it? Yeah, just it's Shall all good, bro. I, um, it, it, it's it's good. It's a bit of ambiance. We're actually the open, at the place we're going to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we just launched into it. I don't know if you listen to many podcasts, but these conversational ones, the idea is that we just we've kind of started now, and I'll trim the beginning off and the end off, and and we'll be done. Um. Okay. So, are you from Wellington, or did, are you, or you? Did you grow up somewhere else? I was actually born in Wellington, Porirua, and I kind of mostly grew up in South Auckland, Manurewa. Oh. And uh, yeah, as, as in like those sort of essential high school, college years. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, um, Wellington's definitely my place. Yeah. Um, yeah, Wellington's awesome. As you know. What about school? Did you did you go through to the end of high school? Do any tertiary? Uh, no. Uh, I started off well in high school and then sort of just kind of fizzled out. I've got a little bit of a short attention span, so I kind of lost interest in school, um, unless it was art, which was only pretty much one or two hours of the week. Yeah, yeah. And uh, everything else was just dull. So um, I kind of dropped out of um, high school. It was, it, was, it was quite funny because um, I still got my school certificate, which yeah. is called NCA now, isn't it? But, um, but I, uh, uh, I pretty much failed all my subjects apart from art, but, but art I came first in. So because awesome. of that, I was still put through to um, you know, sixth form or whatever. But in sixth form, I totally lost interest and I, I was barely at school. But you're kind of, I think you're kind of alluding to as well, even though it's not like we grew up in the 50s or the 60s or whatever, but um, it's sounding like it was a bit more of a kind of uh, fringe activity in the education system back then. I think kids are like, yeah. kids are a bit more yeah. creatively encouraged now, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, back then, uh, back then I definitely wanted to be a, a comic book artist, but yeah. uh, uh, the teachers frowned upon that. They were like, oh, that's a, that's a glamour job, you know, choose something realistic. It's like, they're like, maybe you could do sign writing and, and you sort of, you listen to them, you know, cause you're only 15 or 16 or whatever. And you're listening to the teachers you know, and you're going, Oh, well they're adults. They know. But, um, you know, I, so I tried, I tried doing, um, a, you're, you're talking about tertiary and whatnot. I, yeah. I tried about three art courses, yeah. but back then, you know, they, any art course you do is going to be super dry balls because I'm, I'm into, um, you know, I was into lowbrow art, I was right. into the comics and comics, tattoos and, you know, everything low. And um and which is frowned upon, and uh, I, I dropped out of three different art schools. <laughs> so you know, so ba- basically, you know, yeah. If I if I take an educated yes, you've got me thinking that maybe then, and I don't know about now, but I'm thinking maybe more then, the options would have been like a kind of really trade based graphics thing like sign writing yeah or like yeah. going to elam and being super like or, or there was also just graphic art you know graphic art which is advertising so basically i didn't fit into any of those and i yeah. tried all three of them yeah what do you left kind of just feeling a bit deflated at that point they say follow uh, your dreams but <laughs> yeah kind of um i think maybe more naively excited that's great uh because i had my own agenda anyway so like um i was like oh i'm, I'm just gonna basically i was like well i i can do retail because i'm 
I know I can sell things, whatever. I, I can do retail. And I did retail for about five years. I was uh, working in, you know, like bookshops, like Whitcalls and Paper Plus and that kind of stuff, which um, depending on the on the crew, like the management or whatever, is how good or bad it was. You yeah. know? So um, so some of those years I actually really enjoyed. And uh, But in the in the meantime, I was just constantly drawing, you know, when I wasn't at work. Yeah. I was either skateboarding or drawing. So Great. it's, yeah, uh, back then. That was the late 80s. Yeah, so it was the big oh, skateboards like that. Skateboards, yeah, like the that. Um, the ones um, with the like the really kind of more fish shaped ones than now. The fish tail, the yeah, caballero, the, the kind of one of the most oh, extremes yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My thing was Santa Cruz, was, but mostly for the artwork because I'm a uh, uh, Jim Phillips was the Santa Cruz deck artist, and he's a huge influence on on my work as well as like um like bubblegum cards you oh, know those yeah, hot rod yeah, bubblegum yeah, cards yeah. it all uh, comes back to lowbrow you know it's just monsters and totally slime that's a great that's a great pull quote for, the, for whatever we talk about that's the that's the yeah. paraphrasing um but yeah. it's just occurred to me that you know obviously back then there was just new zealand was a bit more starved of everything and for me at least it's that era of skateboarding and wider kind of like street surf culture where I first started seeing a lot of that stuff in New Zealand, except bubblegum cards yeah. when I was a kid, like the um, yeah, garbage gang yeah, and stuff like on. that would fit into that, right? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And was it moving location-wise through a national retail chain of booksellers that you ended up in Wellington? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was actually... Um, More, oh, you're going to Wellington. You're going, you're going to yeah. manage Cuba. Yeah, yeah. Well, the funny thing is, the funny thing is, I actually got like um, Retailer of the Year for Whitcalls in about, it was like 89 or 88, and like, you know, and I, and I got um, my photo taken and put in some Whitcalls magazine and all this kind of stuff. It was quite quite funny because I, I think the reason I was so good at it is because I didn't care about it in the slightest. I didn't care about whether I sold something or not. And people, um, you know, like, I guess if you're selling something to someone, they you know, or somebody's buying some stationery and, 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 you know, but you know that the yeah, yeah. lower priced pen or whatever, dictaphone even, you know, because that's kind of stuff. <laughs> dictaphones, you remember those? Yeah, and like, sure. um, you say, well, do you actually should buy this one that's 50 bucks cheaper because um because it's more suited to you well not it's just more honest i guess and people respond to that pretty but much anyway pretty much every form of media you have mentioned thus far is now nearly redundant hey things have changed yeah. so much changed so yeah. much the times they are changing yeah i think uh some famous person once said <laughs> so we've got two we were, we're sort of crossroads here yeah because i i want to know like did you end up in wellington and then find the work in the states or no, no, well, the other way around. Uh, it was more like, uh, 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 so, um, I, I mean, that, that was just like, uh, when I was 18, my, um, the family, my, I was living with my mum up in Auckland and, uh, she was moving to, um, to New Plymouth and I'm like, oh, oh, nah, you know, so, um, but my, my father lived in, uh, Wellington here. So I thought, oh, well, I'll go down, um, live with dad and then, cool. you know, yeah. get a flat and yeah. then, you know, and then, um, but then I also met some really cool, um, some other artists uh, down here in Wellington, yeah. and um, and we just started photo- photocopying uh, comics, you know, drawing them and photocopying them, and um, like, kind, actually, like uh, kind of zine comic, zine style comic books. Zines. Where, yeah, where yeah, are we? Late eighties, right. early nineties. Uh, definitely eighty nine, ninety. Yeah, now. cool. Yeah, yeah and yeah. Um, and and it, it it did really well. Um, it was we called it piss take, and that's I, right. and I had a character. That's where I created uh, Straight Jacket Ninja. Yeah, and and uh, it did really well. And is that kind of like you, you, you sort of can't sell them as fast as you can? No, hang on, the other way around. Yeah, you know, they're selling faster than you can print them. 
Oh, yeah. great. So, so you had, so you had like a, like I'm guessing like a coin cover price on them because quite often zines just. Yeah, a dollar. Oh, we wanted to keep them a dollar. That's great, man. Yeah. And then we, um, and then we would do like tours. So we'd tour with a band and we'd incorporate yeah. the zine with, um, it was always a, like a punk band or something like, um, and, and we'd sort of t- go on tour with them and we'd be selling the zines at the back of the, um, at the back of the gig and with a cassette of, of, you know, talking of outdated technology, we'd be selling a, yeah. um, you know, it'd come with a cassette. Oh, you're speaking, my, you're speaking my language, mate. Come on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, um, uh, and, and all I wanted, but all I wanted was, uh, was to be a comic book artist, uh, yeah. but paid for it, you know, like a professional. And, and in the meantime, um, through this zine, cause that, that was with, uh, it was me and, uh, a guy called Rufus Dayglow, which is also, uh, quite a good, uh, quite a decent irony because because both me and Rufus I think we met on this art course that we were doing this is the fine art course we were both trying and we're the only we're, we were the only two to fail this course and um and we're the only two in, out of that class making a living out of art right but um I've but, not, you know that's not uh, an unfamiliar he's, he's story actually, man yeah he's 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 um you know 2000 AD Judge Dredd and Tank yeah. Girl and all that kind of stuff he, he he's drawn you know he's drawing for all those guys uh, over in England now, and um, and then I'd, and I'd also so me and him met um, Martin Eamond, who was being published. He was doing this comic called White Trash, yeah. uh, which the owner from uh, the creator of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um, had created a company. So so uh, Marty was doing this amazing, uh, amazing, beautiful like. Beautiful art. Actually, got some here. So he was already um, he was already working. He was already working for a for a company that, overseas. Yeah, yeah, that's isn't amazing. It nice, man. Isn't it nice? Oh so man! That's, um, that's so he, yeah, so wow. he was only like nineteen, and he was being published by um you know by these two thousand ED types and uh, so, 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 so my question there is, and um, I was going to ask you a version of this anyway, is like. You know, the world was a lot larger then. You know, obviously mm. um, metaphorically, but you know what I'm getting mm. at. Like, how how did he even get that hookup to begin with? He wrote a letter to Simon Bisley, who's our, right. a who's letter, our favorite a letter. artist. Yeah, yeah, I mean, every yeah. Bogan's like it's he's up there with Frazetta and yeah. Boris Vajalio and all those. Yeah. But like, uh, but so um, so he wrote a letter to Simon yeah. Bisley and sent him some artwork. And Simon wrote back saying um, saying. Oh, your stuff's really good. Uh, you should come to England, and Great. you know. Anyway, so we, a lot of us, a lot of us have a certain, a certain ilk. Uh, sorry, a certain vintage have done that, and I know from experience that even getting a reply as a result, you know, yeah. let alone um, that happening. So I'm figuring mm. that's how, that's how that led you onto that international stage. Because the other thing is Wellington and New Zealand are like far more on the map. This millennium, what you were doing would have been an oddity at the time here, right? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were absolutely outcasts. But, um, no, but no, I don't like mean our, in terms of the art, no, no. the type of art you're doing. I mean in terms of to be working for oh, I see an, yeah, an American. Well, that, again, that's just um, uh, naive optimism. I, uh, you know, like it's just you, you, you just try something and, and, it, and it works. And if somehow it works, it, someone yeah. sees it and goes, yeah, that's, well, that's quite nice, isn't it? Um, what I... Oh, actually, talking of small world, I'm taking back because you said small world before. Um, so, uh, when I saw Marty's work published, it was in the comic shop in, in Wellington, and the, and the dude at the counter is like, "Oh, this is actually a Kiwi artist." I'm like, "Oh, wow, I'm, I'm totally gonna um, look him up next time I'm in Auckland." So, I went to Auckland, found a studio, and knocked on his door and whatnot, and like, and like, "Oh, hey, hey, bro, you're doing some good stuff," and this, you know, I'm blah blah blah, I'm got on real good, um, and 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 he goes. And he goes to me, are you from South Auckland? And I'm like, yeah, originally. And he goes, ah, oh. he goes, do you remember that time 
uh, I've met you on a bus before because 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 um, what had happened is like when I was when we were, when we were both at high school we were at different high schools but um but he uh, I jumped on a bus and and and, and there's this dude sitting there and he's got this art folder but he's got all this um Simon Bisley art drawn all over it and I saw that and I go oh, I'm gonna sit next to that guy and I'm like oh this Simon Bisley artwork and he goes oh yeah and we're just talking about that and that was Marty but and uh, and then so that was when we were like um that was probably when we we're like 15 or 16 or something because by now we're like. I don't know, 21 or 22, yeah, yeah, so yeah. not that. But, but then we also worked out that we were in um, a primary, because I, I went to like about... But, but so you, did, you didn't remember the, the bus meeting until totally he told did. you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 When he said, I remember, oh, that was that guy that I was talking yeah. to, you know? Like, um, I totally, because I remember the conversation in the Bisley Art uh, and meeting a dude on the bus. And I, and I was like, oh, yeah, you're wearing those, like, um, you know, weightlifting gloves, those kind of fingerless leather oh gloves. God, he was wearing I remember those. him wearing those. Yeah. He wore those yeah. long was, term, right? So, yeah, he must have still been wearing them yeah. when you met him, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he, he was hard out into, into gym. Uh, and and then, um, but then later on, later on, we were, like, um, yarning about uh, um, high school, da- uh, primary school days. And he's talking about this uh, this teacher, Mr. Banks, who did this. And I, oh, yeah, I had a teacher, Mr. Banks. Turns out we were in the same class and, and, and uh, as when we were 10, and I was like, um, I was like, oh, did you draw those? Because it's for a whole year, and you didn't remember each other or an art class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, crazy. Okay, yeah, yeah. So like, um, so there's always these uh, back in back in this is back in the seventies. Now there's always these pictures of um, someone drawn kiss. Uh, you know the band, yeah. like Gene Simmons, and then um, Incredible Hulk. That was the yeah, other one. And uh, yeah, and I go, yeah. are you the guy that drew the kiss and Hulk? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, so like, um, and then I remembered who he was again, like, because um, I remember that he had a Boba Fett action figure. <laughs> There's something cool. like, I, I don't know if it's nostalgia, it is something good about a collective sense of a culture that I go, yeah, mm. I know, I remember what people were drawing. Yeah, I can tell you what they were drawing in the 80s in Wellington. You know, everyone was trying yeah, to draw yeah, yeah. the same five things, you know. But that's, um, yeah. And that's also uh, artist brain. Like, you don't remember yeah. people's faces, but you remember what they were drawing. You know? Yeah. And also, uh, same with tattoos, you know, you don't remember the person but you see the tattoo go oh yeah that's you uh but um yeah so so uh so marty um and he was already at the you know at this age of i don't know from the age of 19 i'm uh, we're about i met him about a year or two later about 20 21 22 whatever but he was he started um he was already drawing for uh uh all these big companies and whatnot like marvel dc and uh even um he was actually drawing for kiss as well he was doing some artwork for them uh, which and who's coordinating all of this pre-email, man? Like, does he just do phone calls in the middle of the night and try and work out? It was all phone out? calls. It was yeah, all phone yeah, calls. Yeah, yeah. So that's how we used to do it. And we we also had um we had fax machines and we also yeah. had um mobile phones then. So we'd sketch stuff up and fax it through, you know, like uh, yeah. as in once we we're working for the big companies. But like um Marty's like, oh, I reckon you should um yeah because we're photocopying stuff and Marty's like, oh, you should be you should be working for like a you should be getting published, you know, like working yeah. for a big company. And he goes, he goes, you should, um, you should talk to uh, Kevin Eastman of Ninja Turtles. And I was like, because I was a huge Ninja Turtle fan, because um, they were completely different to what you know them as on the cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that old chestnut. Yeah. They became like a kind of kiddified version of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah, a yeah. point where I actually didn't recognise them when I first saw that cartoon. I was all excited because Ninja Turtles, and I, I watched it, and I'm going, they're all saying "dude" and eating pizza. You know, and I, I love like, the way it's like. And I love the way it's like both of them were turtles that were ninjas, but you're like, I didn't. Mm. I, these are not the same yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah, because the because um, <laughs> the actual comic book, which is what I discovered, because yeah, yeah. the, the comic book came out in '84, and the, the the cartoon came out in '90, but like um, but the the, the comic book 
uh, I discovered it in 86 and I, and I vividly remember like going into the comic shop and there's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I was like, what the fuck is that? That is awesome. Turtles and ninjas. And, and it was definitely not for kids. It was like, you know, uh, yeah. lots of blood and gore, you know, that, that like the ninjas chopping each other to pieces and then, you know, and then blowing up and all, all that kind of stuff that teenage dirtbags get into. And, um, and I, and I, I was just hooked. I was like, this is amazing. You know, it, it was, um, and it was all a parody of, the actual comic was of the era of it was gritty, uh, you know, that gritty kind of Dark Knight Returns sort of Batman sort of, you know, Frank Miller was the was the writer, and it's all yeah. just a parody of Frank Miller's writing, and, and so it's all very um, grim and yeah, as an emo teenager. And in and in New Zealand, in New Zealand at the time, it wouldn't be like the local dairy. Was there like nah, decent was shops shop. kind of yeah hooking stuff it was, up? It was just the comic. Could shop, you try yeah, and get it, stuff into Wickles or? You know, oh, like working nah. at the major record chain where you get a couple of indie records yeah. in after you've worked nah, there for not, a while. No, nah, actually, no. Nah. Nah. Nah, 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 nah. So there I, was I a li- so there was now. a lifeline somewhere. And where, where was the yeah, where was, who was the comic shop in Wellington? Yeah, yeah. No, who, was, who um, can you remember where it was? It was on Edward Street. Oh, yeah. Where uh, yeah, I think people I that. You know that? Um, yeah. All those bars are there now. It's called yeah. LPQW or something now. Yeah. LPQ something like that. And um, and it's. Meow, no meow. Yeah, yeah. It was opposite. Oh, no, you've been away. You've been over. You've been in the. Overseas. No, no. I remember some of those, but um, but but so that would be also um where you would meet like-minded,s which is quite handy as well, right? Because I guess. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. People yeah. coming on in and stuff. Totally, totally. Yeah. That's actually how I met Rufus, David, and uh, the, the original hookups for for comic book stuff. But yes, yeah, so, so um, so so what? A, getting back to the um, to to, to the to the to the comic book career stuff, I um, I kind of like uh, uh, the recurring theme or word for the day is naive optimism because what I did is I um, I sent some stuff away to Dark Horse Comics, uh, uh, and just as uh, but I also also decided that I was just going to catch a plane to the states and go knock on Kevin Eastman's door as in wow, the, that's the great, digital man. creator's door of his studio. Yeah. So what I did is, um, so about like a couple of days before I'm getting on the plane, uh, Dark Horse, Dark Horse Comics called me up and they wanted to talk about the artwork I'd sent them. They, they were into it, and um, and I said, oh well, I'm coming over to America anyway. And I, uh, yeah, oh yeah, we'll so, you I'm coming over to America anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Business trip, business trip, the, you know. Yeah, yeah. The first thing I did was, uh, uh, I don't know, it was 3 a.m. when I landed in um, Connecticut, and yeah. I ended up just, I didn't really. I'm not very good at planning, so I never have been. And uh, so I just kind of like, I did, uh, so I arrived at three, so I didn't really, had, hadn't planned anything. So I just slept under a tree in the airport, uh, outside the <laughs> airport, awesome. sort of by the motorway. Yeah. And like, uh, hey, and I've, I've been there in similar, maybe not that, but I've, yeah, early, yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll book a ticket. I had a sleeping bag. Nothing else. What bag else do you do? You just take jacket and banana. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway. And then, yeah. Uh, and then I, yeah, that, a banana. I don't Instead know. That's selfing. probably not a good idea biosecurity-wise. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you go to jail trying to get that in, back into New Zealand. But anyways, I I um I caught a bus. I caught a um I caught a bus out to uh, Massachusetts, yeah. um, Northampton, which is where this turtle studio was, and um and then I just kind of bowled up to their to to this to Mirage Studios, and I knocked on the door and I said, "Oh, I'm from New Zealand." Uh, I just uh, show you, if you're looking, uh, blah blah. Anyway, uh, Kevin Eastman, they go. That's oh, not blah blah um, blah, man. That's that's awesome. Like you've got, unless you've got to let someone in if they say, "Hey, I've just turned up from New Zealand." Yeah, you're, but they, your they actually went and got. Oh, okay, go on. They went and got um, Kevin Eastman. They, yeah. 
like there was a secretary. She goes, oh, I'll get Kevin, you know. And he comes out and he goes, oh, wow, you come from New Zealand. He goes, oh, you're a friend of Marty's, you know. And uh, and he goes, cool, cool. And he had a look at my artwork and he goes, oh, this is this is really good. He goes, uh, I'm going to find you. Um, he goes, we haven't got anything open, but I'm going to make make something for you. You know, we didn't have any artist openings, but he really wanted me to. Great, man. Yeah. You know, to do something. So like, yeah. um, oh, and then he goes, oh, you got um, you got you, you got like a twig in your hair or some leaves because I was flicked under a tree. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, that's such a but nice anyway, touch. Um, I'm really glad you pull, told me that. Pull out. <laughs> like, yeah, like <laughs> Simon the homeless guy. You go, oh, and, and, and oh so, thanks, bro. I'm glad you like my yeah, art. Yeah, oh yeah. Put, oh, yeah. Puts twig just, in pocket. That, walk, that, that's walks it. back slowly. That's how we dress. This is how we dress <laughs> yeah, in New Zealand. Right. Cure, bro. <laughs> we just put leaves in it. Put leaves in our hair. But anyway, um, yeah. so yeah, so he he put me on. He, he really liked my strategic ninja that I was doing yeah. for piss take. You know, for my photocopy fanzine back here. He really liked it. So um, he said he. he he made a space for it in the anthology that they were producing, which is called Death Rattle, which is actually awesome because that was a 70s underground comic that, because um, he had, in the meantime, bought Kitchen Sink Comics or Kitchen Sink Press, and which is uh, Robert Crumb's publisher and all that oh, yeah, yeah. really underground stuff. And also um, and also uh, Simon Bisley was working for it, which <laughs> I was like, oh, choice. No. But, um, uh, and also he had bought Heavy Metal, uh, Heavy Metal the magazine. It's pretty. So, uh, it's pretty iconic, even to people outside of the outside of the realm. Yeah, because oh man, it's like it's a crazy, crazy world as well. Because you know, it's um, you know, isn't the isn't being Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, you know, the co-creators. Um, he, he was saying at one stage uh, in '93, uh, they were making fifty-five million dollars a year each. So it's like you know. And well, it's really, like, um, and that's wow. all. That's all off turtle merchandise and all that. Yeah, you know, right. right. Oh, so they're, they're, okay, they're just yeah. buying up all sorts of things, you know. Oh, but that, but by the time um, that stuff was on, like that McDonald's giveaways and stuff like that, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, it was on everything. everything pajamas, yeah, yeah. Uh, skateboards, yeah, 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 and uh, so yeah, so he put me on. Uh, so I, so next minute, I'm getting um, uh, strategic image published. Uh, oh wow! Through Death Rattle, and that was fantastic. But and but the pay was really low. And um, but I didn't care, and um, and I got myself a flat in Massachusetts. And I uh, oh, I didn't realize then, you um, actually based yourself there. That's awesome. Probably a lot more relaxed to just do that then than trying to coordinate that now. Yeah, yeah. Although I did get deported for overstaying, but it's just that's uh, I am extremely bad at paperwork, and I couldn't fill out the papers, so I just didn't. And I just uh, thought they wouldn't notice. <laughs> I think because so I'm quite you know. Small. It's funny you got a business, you know, business this long history as a, a freelance creative, and you keep telling me about how disorganised you are. But then you like, yeah, yeah, there, yeah. there was the Zoom incident, so I sort of get the two different. Um, yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, I, and, and, and so, I, I, what's I the what's the what's the creative relationship like? And what I mean there is, is it like arm's length? Do what Simon does for our comic, or is it like a kind of collaborative process, or you're kind of mentored as well? You know, is there much of a relationship between you and the overall creators when you're when you're working with them? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's that's a that's a yeah. Because uh, and and I guess just while you're thinking, comes, well, while you're thinking mm. about that, is sub sub question is like, did mm-hmm. you did you grow a lot while you were there based on those yep. sort of people, you know, being in and around yep. you and kind of helping you and throwing ideas around that sort of thing. At the time, I didn't really uh, realize, but I guess, you know, in retrospect, it all comes down to ego. Yeah. And, like, uh, it's, there's so much of that flying around in any creative industry. 
And, um, and so I think a lot of talent can be lost or suppressed through somebody else's, you know, ego. So, uh, as in, well, Jamie Hewlett, um, who's the tank girl artist, <laughs> said, he said, uh, uh, he, a great quote of his is, the ego is a terrible and dangerous thing best kept locked in a box under your bed, something like that, you know. Well, 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 like, well, is, well also, what was, your, what was your two words of the day? Just remind me. Naive optimism. Naive optimism and that crazy mm. creative energy and fuck, it's actually happening. You know, all mm. of that early 20s or whatever for a lot of us who end up there. Um, mm. I think so much is lost because it's just such a like, ah, we're all doing this, you know. Yeah. And also, I, I can speak, I only speak for me, but I've talked to other guests about this. Like, you've got, if you're a nice person, you've got the best intentions then, but it's not till much later in life you get much better at all that interpersonal stuff and kind of like, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. you know. Or you get better at ignoring and uh, saying yes to everything but then doing your own thing anyway. Yeah. So, you get it's, like, it's like a big kind of fizzing, really productive mess, um, yeah. which is great but not sustainable in the long term, which is why we grow no. older. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you relate to that? Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, well, I mean, chaos is is my uh, life. I guess uh, I, you know, I, I definitely never have a plan. I, I'll have a goal, but I'll never have quite a plan of getting there. I just kind of work towards it without any yeah. different itinerary or anything like that. It's uh, it's way too uh, organised for me. I just kind of which work. Uh, but that's that's still it, still a little bit, that's still a, a, little, a little different to that. Like you know, like when I talked to Aaron Tokina before he died, like he basically. When he actually turned him over because he's predisposed to mental illness, but just that, like, when it's all happening for you at that early stage of a creative mm. career, you know, it's I think mm. I think everyone and around that. I just I just I'm just saying I related to what you were talking about being around those yeah. guys. Did did um yeah. did Marty did Marty um make it over with you? Did he live over there with you, or did he oh, stay no, in well, Wellington? Um, no, no, he he he'd already he'd already we'd always go over at different times. We yeah. uh, we met up there. Uh, one time actually, and and it was it was for the San Diego Comic Con, and uh, and I um and he was already by now he was working for Glenn Danzig of you know of Danzig and yeah. Misfits and whatnot because yeah. Danzig was um, printing uh, these comics. They were sort of uh, I guess I don't know satanic <laughs> satanic erotic uh, horror or, or basically they're just horror porn. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. also based on those kind of like those old school 1950s. Verotic. Verotic, yeah. Verotic, But anyway, um, so I met, um, I met up with Marty in uh, San Diego and that, uh, at the comic convention. That was awesome. Yeah. And, um, and he introduced me to Glenn and um, Glenn really liked my artwork and offered me a job as well. So I was, I was, um, I was drawing, I ended up drawing these comics for them as well. Uh, so I stopped, I stopped with the turtle artists and moved over Great. to this really highly paid oh, I was also starstruck because I was a huge Danzig fan yeah. being a bogan yeah and yeah, um, sure. and I uh, so I got given this um, the story of a, a like a a, a zombie hooker <laughs> and uh, it was quite fun to do it wasn't wholesome it, it yeah. wasn't something so, so, so it'll be to do with like how big an operation is I guess part of this answer like were you in communication with Mr. Zanzig regularly? Yeah. Or, or, yeah, great, that's yeah, cool. Man. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, right. all, all so, through so, phone calls because yeah. I was back in New Zealand by then. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'd already been deported, yeah. So, like, uh, so, so I, uh, yeah, he, he'd just call you up and just cool. tell you about, I don't know, talk about ideas and 
or what he wants and ha- what angles and all this or, or just kind of like tell you off the you know stuff you've done wrong what is <laughs> And then, and then the other yeah, thing I was going to ask earlier, but it sort of rears its head again now, thinking about that distance of exchange creatively and also, like, you know, as a business arrangement. Um, and also, I guess, pre-internet now I think about it. Like, when you're describing, like, you and Marty and, I guess, everyone doing this, um, sending over, like, essentially specs, like, do you like this? How did you avoid, like, basically your IP being nicked by someone? Like oh um oh there's a character yeah, that looks really similar to mine in this really large yeah, publication um, yeah it's actually quite hard to get away with as well I yeah. think like uh uh but you know it it hadn't happened which is which is good and I mean the only time you you really see it is there's I mean quite a likeness and you, it's borderline parody, but then, well, or is it, you know, 7% different? I don't, I don't even know, but, but that's boring. But, but then also, like, there's there's often, like, people who are, like, that's their, one of one of their idols or their inspirations, so it's a homage, you know, when you get those yeah. kind of, like, um, yeah, I guess that's that whole thing of, like, it, it gets into, like, sampling music and what's original and what's, you yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And, it's, it's, it, and there's and it's some very old, different ideas, some very old-fashioned ideas, yeah. I think. But um, and I, but I find also, this is this is a thing that happens, happens with music, musicians as well, is you come up with the same idea at the same time, and that, that gets a bit meta, you know, like, because um, when, like, even me and Marty were doing it when we were in Wellington oh, look, North, look, and look, you, look, you, look, d- you d- d- design something and then... But look, it's going to happen, especially if you're working mm. in the same kind of narrative worlds and, you know, yeah. visual visual kind of concepts and ideas. It happens, um, I mean, it happens in all creative forms, but I listen to a lot of mm. stand-up comedian podcasts, and that's a that's a big thing in their scene generally, I think, because there's a bit... Mm. It sounds like it's a bit less stable interpersonally than the guys you were dealing with, which, because we came back to there, it's like, I guess if everyone's kind of nice guys in the same circle, it's about supporting each other. But anyway, with those guys, there are joke thefts or joke thieves, mm. and they're really looked down upon. But then there's like two, three, and now with the internet, maybe a number of people around the world coming up with basically the same joke at the same time. And it makes sense because if like yeah. this is on the news and that thing's being talked about, you know, everyone's yeah. going to have their writing pen out and trying to be figure out but, figure out a but, version. But we of couldn't it. explain it like yeah, you know, pre-internet we couldn't yeah, explain yeah. it. You know, it's like uh, it's like uh, and, and there's all these. I remember there's all these theories going around about like um if you know like uh it, every thought process you have is you know you're not really it, it, uh, it's like you're channeling something, you know, uh, or I if you're that. creating something, you're channeling something, uh, uh, and um, you know, someone else channeled that same thought. So, so. You're, ba- you're basically saying, and I, and I really like it. It's like before we had Google, we had to yeah. rely on stoner combos. <laughs> yeah, we, we had to like you know get out the Ouija boards and yeah. get it all ectoplasmic on it. But it's um, but who knows? Uh, who knows? But basically, it's just wavelength, really, isn't it? You just on the same way and you come up with the same ideas uh, and you're both influenced by something else or who knows yeah and I and I think um, you know if something's really blatant at the end of the day everyone in that realm or area of expertise or field of creativity or whatever can mm. kind of go mm. spot that hey man come on <laughs> You know, you stole yeah. that. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely rip off artists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, just yeah. lastly, you probably you might not know, but just out, just for curious, this bit of trivia might interest you. But what 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 eventually happened with in the sampling world, particularly with hip hop, is after all that litigation, 
um, mm. basically like a lot of artists who are super creative that, with that were kind of priced out of doing it. It's a really big expense to make a sample-based album now. But so what's happened mm. creatively that's interesting is you'll get stuff like, and I can't remember, it's someone like Kanye, one of those big artists of the last 15 or so years, like basically sampled a whole police track. You'll know it when you All hear right. it and then kind of sung mm. over it. So it's like, oh, okay. Mm. Like I would argue that's creatively pretty basic, but yeah. it's now to do with how much money you can drop on making something. Yeah, right, right, right. Because like, uh, cause remember back in the 80s, um, Madonna had that Justify My Love song, in it, but it was actually just that whole public enemy backbeat. You know, like it was... Oh um, God, what about MC Hammer? It was just... It was just MC Hammer was just something. It was um, Super Freak, the whole track, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. If you just appreciate good stories about artists, doesn't you know, irrespective of music taste or whatever, I watched the yeah. Rick James doco recently. I just came across it. It's a really interesting story. I didn't know a lot about him. Yeah. Just a complete like rogue of an but an amazing artist, you know. Yeah. So you guys, yeah. I think with, I think with you, by the time I met you, I definitely. Yeah, I drew a picture of you. You did, and you know what, man? Oh, this is terrible. Like, it got, you know when you're just young and you're moving around flats and countries, like, I had it Mm. rolled up. I was carrying all, I had all my, I should probably shouldn't have moved with all my forever stuff, and it got caught, Mm. it got caught in a drawer at a flat and ripped. Oh, yeah. But the dumb thing I did, I don't know why I'm telling you this, because I actually, (laughs) I'm telling you I really appreciated it. I shouldn't have thrown it away being ripped. I should have fixed it, but... I don't know if you remember yeah. our friend Jez. Luckily, he yeah. had access to like all that scanning equipment stuff before yeah. we ordered. So I've got a bunch of um, of scans of it. Um, it was quite confronting. I didn't realize <laughs> I looked like an elf. But anyway, yeah, I think Jeremy either photoshopped. Ah! I think Jeremy either photoshopped a head of hair onto it or off it um, at some point. So I've even got two versions. So anyway, I, I kind of yeah, I, I put you guys as like you and Marty were thick as thieves, right? when I met you kind of mid nineties, you're yeah, working together. Yeah. And, and, and um, yeah. so was that still enduring like uh, comic book work from, from stateside? Was that, was that yeah, what totally, you guys totally. were doing full was, time? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I was doing, uh, I was doing comic book work until like about the two thousands. Yeah. Uh, and then, it, um, yeah, it was actually, uh, I, I got to put up when I tried getting back in there. Uh, it was more like refused entry. I was just putting a putting a self. Oh, really? And, uh, they bear a grudge yeah. that long? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Oh, this is like this is like um, this is only two years after I'd overstayed. So, oh, this, yeah, yeah. so uh, as in, um, I was in uh, I was living in America in '95, um, and then I got deported. It would have been '97, '98. It was only a couple of years later. But anyway, um, but that kind of uh, slowed down my connections, yeah, but, uh, with with the publishers yeah. because I, I wasn't fully established. I hadn't really sort of made a name for myself, yeah. um, enough of a name for myself. Anyway, um, with the Americans, and then, and then suddenly I'm not allowed back in the country. So um, I also so then then I started working in Japan uh, for Japanese companies. Oh, what a uh, what a country, man! And what a country you'd be doing what you're doing. That that place is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I was only there for about a, a month or so, and um, it, it was it was very interesting, but. Um, and, and I love, you know, Japanese art yeah. as in like, a, you know, hugely into it. Um, 
from you know from tattoos to comics and whatnot. Yeah. But like, man, but being there, it's, it's a totally different planet. I, I, I was only there for two weeks, and I want to go back. I just described it to everyone as upside down land, and I also realised yeah, like yeah. that that song turning Japanese. It's actually quite. Yeah. A, it's quite a clever lyric because to me, what it's saying is like that's such a different culture um, that. There is actually yeah. a thing. I came back after only two weeks, and I was doing little bells and so on. And I wasn't yeah. trying to be—I wasn't trying to be like, "Hey, I've been to Japan," and I'm all like Japan-like. It's just like it is such a different culture, and so you do start to kind of transition into it. But yeah, I could imagine, and it's funny you say that. Like, I—I I thought to myself, man, like I-, I could live here, but I wouldn't do it on my own because I reckon, like, on a bad day, you'd feel like the loneliest person on earth because you are, yeah, in such a different environment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That looks like it resonates. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just, just, yeah, just the whole etiquette and everything. Yeah, yeah. You feel so. You actually do feel really alone there. If you, and uh, fortunately, we had, um, you know, the the comic companies that we're working with because me yeah. and Marty were over there together, and um, we we're there with uh, Splash. Yeah, I don't know if you know Splash. Yeah, everyone, everyone knows Splash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's uh, so it's all three of us, and um, and we it was it was it was great fun. Uh, we met some great people over there and whatnot, but um, I was quite happy to get back to New Zealand. Splash is such uh, a nomad. He just pops up. He just he pops. He's like he's like yeah. a kind of like he's a like a punk. Where's Wally? He just pops up. He yeah. pops up. He, he's there. He, yeah. he's just on Cuba Street all the time. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, you'll nah. see, you'll see him there. Like you'll be down there for like yeah. two days, mm. randomly see him, and then he'll mm. be, and then two days later I'll be on K Road and Splash will go down. The road on a BMX, like he kind well, he, of. <laughs> he's 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 amazing. He'll he'll yeah. like um he he's just uh super. What's uh <laughs> it's the opposite of me because I, I can't think of the word organized. No, not organized. Uh, yes, or maybe, but like the word uh, motivated. <laughs> motivated. Motivated is the word right. I'm looking for. Motivated. Yeah. So like, uh, so he just he does stuff. He just yeah. does it. He just yeah. You know, he's always working on gigs and all this kind of thing. He's um and he's been doing some amazing artwork lately. And um and I actually tattooed one of his pieces on wow. someone's back as a massive back piece. And that was uh that was real cool because I I love splashes splashes art. Uh, I saw some images you put up the other day. He's like um you must be what, might be what you're talking about. He's like um put his head in for some huge mural down the old yeah. There's like some grain silos down the bottom of Auckland or whatever. Yeah. And steak, man. I remember being because I'm a bit younger than you guys. Oh yeah. I remember that's see, right. I remember seeing steak a couple of times in Wellington and like again just at that age yeah. where you that, ju- you that, whole- that age where you just you're taking it all in and I and I still remember like how just impactful those shows were yeah yeah i used to love them That's those right. um those paper mache kind of like mm-hmm. insect masks and so on and then uh, as yeah. far as i can remember like Which i think uh, and so special's always inspired going back to 2000 ad yeah. judge fred and all that kind of stuff they had a character called nemesis the warlock right and that was uh kevin o'neill uh was this amazing artist and that was what splash was he had these characters called terminators but they, from yeah, yeah, but that, and they were like pretty much Nazis of the galaxy, and they were like uh, wiping out. Yeah, you know, aliens were impure, so they were they're committing genocide on. It was humans committing genocide on aliens, and uh, and but they wore these big masks like um like uh, Talk Armada was, as and it was all based on the Spanish Inquisition. Right, but um, but that's what the stakes. So that's what the visual right. masks. Man, that's yeah. Fuck, that's really interesting to hear all this time later. Because like I say, I'm just like an yeah. 18 year old, just happy to be there. You know, at some active yeah. gig or whatever. Um, yeah, because if you if, if you typed into Google Images like Kevin O'Neill Nemesis the Warlock, it'll just come up with all these 
No, I have humans a wearing massive masks. <laughs> um, where the, where these, these, are, these are actually I really, one really enjoyable part of these is I listen back just to obviously make sure if they're okay, give them a bit of a nip and tuck. And so I'll hmm. write down all the, the cool things that my like expert guest in that yeah. area has told me about. And then I've got a whole lot of new yeah. stuff to kind of look at or listen to. So I guess well, it must be a leap forward. So you, I did, what you did early 2000s I probably couldn't tell you yeah can you tell me what I did because <laughs> no, I can't remember <laughs> I did, no, I did um, ecstasy in yeah. Melbourne from about yeah. 2001 <laughs> to 2006 <laughs> yeah yeah it was, it was awesome but I can't remember it yeah uh, but anyway uh, no so I, uh, <laughs> after being deported I keep on going back to that because that actually sort of affected me quite a lot because yeah of, I, uh, I just it, I, mean, my I, I don't want to really want to rub it in I, I could tell that it's nah. like yeah 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 shit yeah but yeah, yeah it's, it's ridiculous and uh, and so like a um the the american and and japanese sort of connections like like once those publications stop publishing because some of those um some of those publications some of those publishers are quite short-lived you know short-lived being a couple of years you know? yeah so when they uh fizzle out you got to find you know someone else and you can't go to the country uh or you know in, in this case america to, uh, so i i kind of ended up um doing just mostly uh uh illustration in New Zealand here, I think uh, that was when I was, I was carrying on with the Japanese stuff for quite a while from yeah. New Zealand here, but, um, but I just do illustration. That's when, uh, and that is when we started doing the illicit clothing. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah. So like, um, so me, Marty and uh, Misery, she's, you know. Um, well, I, I, I know uh, of, yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, so all three of us. But that, were, that made a um, huge impact, you know, like I knew about that from Melbourne, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. that, 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 that stuff really took off. And it was all, and so um, it was kind of all three of our artwork uh, had its place. Then it kind of it was like the zeitgeist, you know, it suited the time. But it was, it was, and, it was the, uh, the, the apparel was big as well, right? It was like putting your clothing yeah. on, you putting, putting your art on streetwear, yeah? Yeah, but yeah. the thing is, like, our, our artwork, like, like I did the very first ever illicit t shirt, and yeah. it was just like, um, it was a, a kind of a very gothic pinup girl kind of stuff which was i think i can see that in my mind's eye man that's been that's been around hasn't it yeah 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 and it was like uh and that was i don't know it's just uh that's that that was selling that's the kind of imagery that was selling and and, uh and 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 also like i got a lot of practice through my (laughs) satanic porn of doing um you know gothic pinup girls and 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 all that kind of bloody blah and and, uh, so i was doing like um oh actually that's one there i I don't know if you can see it that mummy uh i I have to react for the whole audience (laughs) It's really yeah. Right? I said I have to yeah, react yeah, for the yeah. we're not, like we don't yeah. do, we don't do video. Awesome. So yeah, look, man. Hey, look. I mean, I'll, put, I'll put this to you, man. Like, like it's sort of sounding like um, I, I get it. It sounded like you, you you got deported from the USA and probably felt a bit like like rather than oh, it didn't end up working out. It's like I fucked it up. That's why it didn't end up working out. But yeah. um, you know, like would all that local stuff have developed? for you in such a big way had you had that not have happened you know like i mean it's kind of like it's more focused on a new zealand version of things emerging isn't it so that's that's cool that's yeah yeah uh, i mean unless it really took off especially in um yeah like in australia and whatnot and uh, uh yeah um Oh, yeah, because it was all that era of, like, it, you know, to my mind's eye, I don't know if you consider this similar because I'm not the visual, I'm not the one with the visual art knowledge, but it was that era of kind of, like, at the tackier end, um, Ed Hardy, that kind of, I don't know, kind of like rock, comp, like, kind of yeah. like a, a rock aesthetic meeting 
yeah. kind of streetwear. Yeah. This is like me yeah. trying to explain it in, in non non yeah, no, your world that's terms. Quite bang on because yeah, we yeah, also yeah. did like wheels we and doll baby or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because we did a lot of work for she had and he had like a hole and all that kind of stuff, which is all the rock crossover. So, um, so we were doing you know, so it was illicit clothing and uh, we, we were doing a lot of rock posters. So yeah, you were developing um, a local graphical style, man. That's great. I mean, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and um and then uh and at this point um. I was actually doing stuff, you know, the member of the package, you know, the big guy, yeah. and, and I was um, uh, there doing artwork for them for a while. But um, but also, um, I wasn't overly satisfied in those years. Like, there was about sort of 10 years where I was, uh, I call it my sort of limbo, I guess, uh, like a career limbo, because I was kind of, I felt like I was drifting. I wasn't really... It's not, it's um, not uncommon, man. It's not uncommon, yeah. Yeah, so it didn't feel like it was it was happening for me because I'd had that sort of high of the uh, the American comic gigs and then this kind of it was more of a low um, even though I was really I really enjoyed introducing all this kind of art to New Zealand and whatnot with um, all these amazing creative friends of mine but the, um, but I, I started losing interest and um, to a point where I'd, I'd go to draw something because um, I also started working for a um, I tried even tried advertising which was um, and I was, I was the hell pizza artist you know and um and it's all kind of fun stuff to draw, but I still like I'd go to draw anything. I, I'd get all these, uh, I'd get all sorts of exciting job uh, offers and whatnot, and I'd sit down and draw it, and I'd kind of feel like that kind of feeling. I don't know if you've, I've worked in a factory before, and there's that same kind of feeling where you just I've got I've got a I've got a ter- I've got a ter- I've got a term that I've heard for it. You were phoning mm-hmm. it in. Yeah, but even uh, probably even worse than that. Yeah. It was actually more just feeling. I'd feel sick and I'd feel like falling asleep. Uh, I'd go to draw and I'd feel right. like falling asleep. It's it this sort of kind of feeling in your stomach, and it's like, ah, oh, and you sort of have all these niggas. I'm like, oh, probably not even going to get paid for this. You know, I'm going to have to chase that check, and you know, like, um, uh, or whatever. You know, like, or, or they're going to tell me to change it. You know, you, you get you can get quite negative on it, and uh, and it's, it basically means you need a career change. It's not uncommon, man. It happens. You know, hmm. I don't know. A period of time, a decade or so um, after all of that really fertile period I talked to you about. Mm. And it's a whole lot of things, I reckon. It's like trying to like um, reconcile where you're at with stuff, like wondering what shall I do now, blah, 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 is it going well? Like thinking, yeah, it's a whole, it's, it's like, I think it's a kind of process thing. Um, it's, it's not ideal at the time, but I have noticed a lot of the more kind of creative and long-term people I've talked to kind of describe some version of that. Like talking and to also, Aaron, talking yeah. to Aaron before he passed, like he spent ten, yep. fifteen years in Christchurch, like working at a mini golf place for his yeah. for his yeah. father-in-law who he hated. He couldn't even pick up a guitar, yeah. you know. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And because because the, the other thing is that the other sort of, um, I guess it's like quite a dichotomy or, or, or juxtaposition, or, or you just feel like you're um, not. You just kind of feel like you're not right for this world, really, because. Yeah. All you're worried about is um, creativity, which is, you know, the, the enjoyment or the happiness you get out of creating. And things like um, things like what most people care about is money. You know, money is the number one religion or, you know, it's, the people's, it's people's, they they chase it, they worship it. But basically, you don't give a fuck about money, you know, as a, and, and not many creatives I know do. Yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, it's like, a, a, and so you're sort of like, so you're working for other people, you're creating these things, and it's like, oh, well, and this is just, you're doing this for these, this ad, abstract concept, which is numbers, you know, you, you, this will be numbers in your bank account. And it's like, yeah, sure, numbers are survival in this day and age, but like... Uh, numbers but, but are survival thing. in this day and age. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That song. Yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah, and 
I don't I don't know that so what are you singing I just made it up <laughs> okay yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah. You, you wrote the, you wrote and, the lyric mate I just I just put it oh, yeah, I know that song yeah I wrote it I wrote that one <laughs> so uh, yeah so 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 it I ended up actually on the doll not knowing yeah. <laughs> I couldn't draw uh, oh actually I've got a backpedal there because the other thing that set it off was um, Marty's death. So he took his own life back in well, 2004. I was going to um, going to get there fairly shortly. Yeah, mate. Yeah. So mm. that so that that uh, there is there it is there it is right in the middle of that storm, period. I guess of yeah. a whole bunch of things, or but it was change, it was crossroads, I guess, or whatever. But like, uh, so like every time I pick up a pencil to draw, you know, I, I'd spent the last decade drawing alongside Marty, and it's it's kind of like. That it's kind of like you feel like um, their ghost is over your shoulder, you know. Mm. It's like that. It was actually felt like that, and and it, um, and so he, he he took his own life in um in L.A. Mm. and he you know he he I think Fucking he might have he might have got that he might have got that loneliness mm. depression feeling over there. You're talking about about you know Japan and whatnot, mm. but um, uh, but he, I mean he definitely had um some um maybe some mental health issues. Uh, like maybe depression or bipolar. I, yeah. I, I'm not really sure. I don't know if he's ever diagnosed for anything. But, but most of my artist friends, or, or all of us, are pretty sort of on the spectrum somewhere. But um, but uh, yeah. So that that incident um affected me more than I thought because uh, but it was a whole bunch of years. Yeah. Uh, it took me a whole bunch. It took me a, a a lot. Uh, I mean, anyway, I I I um had this. I just didn't know what I was going to do. I even tried. I even tried um, applying to jobs in retail again, like and and, and getting turned down. Um, I I didn't really know how to put a CV together, but I just that, I kinda, that surprises me, Simon. <laughs> it, it's for the best because I yeah. eventually, like, it was like three o'clock in the morning. I woke up in a cold sweat, just panicking. I guess panicking about what I'm up to, yeah. and but I it was just. Tattooing, tattooing just came into my head. Like I was like, oh, tattooing. <laughs> like, why aren't I tattooing? You know, uh, why haven't I thought of this? You know, well, I'm just, really just, just quickly, like, um, like a lot happened for me in kind of a couple of years in Wellington. I met a lot of people like yourself in a very short period of time, and I totally remember both you and Marty, like being, you know, when you're seventeen or eighteen, or nine, whatever I was. People mm. even a little bit older being really seeming like significantly older, especially when they're doing mm. cool shit. And both of mm. you were always super fucking cool and super engaged. And, mm. like, I remember interactions with him really well based on how few of them there were. So, yeah, it was yeah. really, really, really bad news to hear when I heard it all those years later, yeah. you know. And I'm really sorry, bro, you know. Uh, yeah, It's yeah. really sad. <laughs> I mean, and the, yeah, and the thing yeah. with um, losing someone is that, you know, like the same feeling like when you think of them, like, yeah. You know, you think back and it's always uh, the same emotion of loss, but yeah. you just um, have learned to deal with that emotion. Yeah. You've learned to process that emotion yeah. differently. Yeah. That's all that, you know, like with losing, with just, you know, anything like that. Gave him my huge like Metallica still- poster that I found stuck to a wall and had on my wall for about two years. I had no need for it anymore. I had the 1993 Auckland Metallica tour poster and it was like two. Yeah. I think it's called, you know, full scap. You know, the full scap, the really yeah, big. Yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, no, the I, re- I don't know whatever it, it is. Called, the the nah, big, the biggest nah, one that you called. Can, uh, it was called like double O. Well, it was something like that. Or it was, it was, it was two of those as one. Yeah, so, yeah, and yeah. That, they used to do that uh, with the big rock. rock I, fa- band, I found it. I found, you, know, you know Wellington so well. I found it freshly grew, glued on that on that 
wall that juts out on Vivian Street. It's like a retail premises, and there's like a mm-hmm. wall on the footpath. And I took it. I got it home on the bus and on a friend's um, washing line. And like yeah. for about an hour, because you know how oh. that glue, you know how that glue yeah. goes really hard. And and, and in Wellington Paste Wind, I managed to like yeah yeah. yeah. Um, oh, that's awesome. So it's sounding like you kind of you you know you obviously found your footing in the end, and that was coming to tattooing which kind of makes sense um but then it's a big thing a big leap of faith to like um you know open your own business and shop so so how did that all come about have you can you give me another 20 minutes or something is that all right i normally go for about an hour but um i could well i could easily chat for another 20 minutes half hour if that's cool uh yeah because uh naive optimism again (laughs) yeah yeah so like i um i i just uh yeah woke up going Oh, I'm gonna start, I'm gonna be a tattooer. So like, uh, and I'd always had a, a lot of tattoo friends, um, where, yeah, people that my age starting to tattoo when I was starting to comic, illustrate and whatnot. Like um, uh, Dean Sacred and Dan Anderson from uh, Sacred Tattoo yep. and whatnot, and um, you know Shane Gallagher and who was in Wellington here, and all those guys. They were, at, it's like um, so it was like um, and I was noticing the reason. I really was getting excited about tattoos is because um, t- tattooing was changing very rapidly from just Celtic knots and tribal and skulls to actual illustration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and I was really starting to notice. I was, I was like, wow, I really had a new love for tattoos. And, um, and, and then all these friends of mine, like um, you know, Dean and Dan and Shane and whatnot, I was, I was going, oh, wow, I've seen these pieces of art they were these tattoos are producing art. these guys can actually draw i never knew these i knew they're friends of mine for that long and i never knew they could actually draw really i'd already I, seen I thought tribal that was kind of a big thing about great tattooists is they're like no no but like the 90s people didn't want drawings people wanted uh celtic knots and tribal and that was it you know and if you were really out there, you'd get like a, something traced out of a comic book, you know, like the classic one is, um, you know, like um, the the guy, the, the guy who does a lot of jail art and it's really good and translates to like, oh, that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, the absolute lowbrow. And, and, uh, and there's a lot of tattooers that said to me, Oh, if you ever want to start tattooing, you know, come to me. Oh, you know, great. So, but anyway, I, um, uh, yeah, I just went down. I was, I was, I'd be also been doing uh, t-shirt, uh, t-shirt designs for this uh, Wellington company. It was uh, ALC, and um, that was just sort of punky goth apparel type stuff, similar to illicit, kind of like a, I guess. When I when I lived at, I lived in Cuba more late nineties, and um, at that stage, Shane had the like basement premises opposite my place, yeah. like on the corner. Is he still around Wellington? No, he's, he's uh, Melbourne these days. Okay, so two things, two things to ask about what you said so far. Like, firstly, I'm guessing that um, the tattooing had got better because, like, the inks and that sort of technology had got better, or the needles, or something. Or had the, oh, had, the, had, the, had the art, uh, the style of doing it, just developed over the years? Both, both. Right. It was actually um, uh, due. Uh, uh, I mean, tattoo reality TV shows. You know, like uh, <laughs> yeah. the first one was that Cat Von D one. Yeah. Uh, what was it called? Miami Ink. That that um, that. LA Inc. I think yeah. uh, that that that's sparked a mainstream interest in tattoos. Like, yeah. um, and suddenly, just everyone, you know, tattoo, there's not enough tattoo shops <laughs> to to tattoo everyone type things. And um, but anyway, uh, oh, I didn't uh, realise that that is what blew tatt- tatt- tattooing up. I just thought it kind I'm of. I'm pretty sure. Right. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 Like suddenly, and, and it became like this kind of real pop culture. Yeah. Uh, 
and and uh, I thought at the time it would be fleeting, but um, but no, it's just still mid, escalating. Mid two thousands. I'm getting so old now. I can't remember when yeah. things happened. But I, I know and through my other, time and, in Wally, it was like um, people in criminal circles, like my dad, who had tattoos. You know all the stuff people say, <laughs> but, you yeah. know sailors, and then like artists, yeah, yeah, artists yeah. and musicians. You know. Yeah. But now that um, people were getting illustrative tattoos, it was perfect for me because right. um, it was it was very similar to uh, you know comic book style, you know, a black outline and you know uh, lowbrow back to lowbrow. It's, it's all very lowbrow and uh, and it doesn't have to be like it. It doesn't have to be. It can be tattoos, is <laughs> posh tattoos, there's everything. But um, it's whatever you it's whatever you uh, you know whatever your jam is, I guess. But um, but uh, so all I had to all I had to learn was. I guess how to get ink into skin. This is my second question. So someone says, "Hey, mm. if you want to come and tattoo, tattoo with us, come and do it any time." So I'm yeah. like, "Who's the first? Per- who's the first person I'm- who sits down and pays you like yeah. a whole lot of money, and you've done it twice?" So, I mean, it's not quite like getting someone sick and brain surgery job, so, but so still, it's is, permanent. So this is this is this is, this is me. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, my impulsive. Uh, I uh, I kind of like um, the next day. I bought a tattoo machine. Great, and then. Uh, over the weekend, yeah, that was a that was uh, yeah, that was a that was a Friday. Uh, tattooed an orange, tattooed a bunch of oranges and grapefruit over the weekend, and then did my first tattoo on Monday. I, I had a huge line of friends wanting me to practice on them, and which was fortunate. It was, it was like it's kind of weird uh, for me me starting tattooing. It was almost like it was too easy um, because oh, that's that's you know, good. Tattooing sign. is that's t- good tattooing sign. is very hard to get into. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Uh, as in, you know, you have to find like a right shop at the right time uh, who's looking for an apprentice, all that kind of stuff. But, oh, um, that's my other thing I've got to ask, man. Like, is like, is that's what I was going to think, is ask is like, there's no accreditation body or anything, right? So it's up to like, oh, it's up to yeah. the like, um, I guess the quality of the person that runs the tattoo shop as to who they let yeah, tattoo or yeah, not. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so, yeah. and, and uh, the other, uh, so I went down to, <laughs> ALC and like they're like oh yeah you can um you know uh Ali uh, do you remember Ali Reed is like the sort of punky guy around town maybe and, um, by sight man yeah and he's uh he's 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 tat- he'd been he's a tattooer so he um he taught me he taught me the ropes and um wasn't like a real a- apprenticeship uh it was, it was kind of weird because he he I think he felt out- outranked because of the um because of my uh I don't know career maybe yeah, uh, yeah, but um, yeah. So, so, but anyway, yeah. Uh, so, so I wasn't running around for mop and broom like an apprentice does, and, you know, and cleaning everyone's grips and all Great. that kind of stuff. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, a, I, I kind of had this special treatment. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I wouldn't recommend it. It's like it, it is actually good to to do uh, do the hard yards. I think. But anyway, uh, so so yeah, I just got into. Well, also, and, um, there's yeah, all this getting... foundational stuff you've done. It's assumed it's like anything. If you were going to yeah. enter, a tr- if you're going to enter a trade, you've already done a whole lot of stuff around that for years, um, mm. th- and you and they, they know you're good. You know, they're not going to because they're also like mm. that's that's patronising you as well. So anyway, and it's also uh, it also happened very quickly yeah. as well. So uh, a bit too quickly, and, and, and like so, uh, you know, uh, with tattoos, the main thing is healing. You know, you want to has to heal, and um, and so like you're just, I'm sort of tattooing all my friends and strangers by now too you know like because uh, you know the tattoos are looking okay or yeah but, just, um, but, but but whether they heal or not that's because <laughs> no, i was just thinking of like i was thinking of just jo- i'm thinking now of jobs that you probably don't want to hear from the person this is my first time and for me it would be like yeah, yeah surgeon um yeah. Uh, uh commercial you don't want commercial airline pilot 
but but I, th- oh, yeah. I think Teru, I think Teru, I think Teru, Teru has got to be, be up there. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. and and uh, yeah. So it was, um, you know, cool. it was actually quite uh, stressful as well. Uh, yeah. Because it's you know it almost it's like surgery it's like you know it's art but there's blood and there's healing involved but um but yeah no I, I got the hang of it and whatnot and then yeah. um and then uh, and then I just uh, after two years I just decided I'd I'd just work out of my own little space you know I thought oh I just I, I, I just want to sort of do this at my own pace I don't want to work for someone else so I um I got a little space uh, up here in the James Smith Markets um James Smith Building which you'd know where the markets were and whatnot it's an old is Blackmore still owning no, no, he's in. He's moved. He's moved to uh, Brisbane now. Oh, yeah. But um, but I, but I, I approached, I approached uh, David Blackmore, and, and I said, oh, I said, I just wanted to tattoo out of you, uh, or get a place to tattoo from, just by myself. With any, all, any with all, with all due respect, uh, David Blackmore, classic, classic Bogan retirement place, Brisbane. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, <laughs> he's totally yeah, yeah, and yeah, <laughs> and, and you know, and, so um, he goes, oh, you, you can have my old office. Uh, Great. Which had submarine doors and all this kind of stuff because he's completely, completely eccentric, as you know. Like, yeah, yeah. He had Team Satan racing and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, he's like those, and, those, those iconic kind of inner city Wellington entrepreneurs. They're all like that. Yeah, the guy from Next yeah, Twenty Three yeah, yeah. as well. You know, Paul. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, sorry, Simon. keep going, mate. I'm. Yeah, so, so, uh, but yeah, yeah no, uh, so so um, I, I just set up and um, uh, up the top there, and uh, and then uh, I thought I'd um, I just started apprenticing um, uh, Shah. Uh, Nursey, she calls herself. Nursey is her tattoo name. Uh, she was, um, I'd always wanted to, her to get into tattooing. Yeah. And, uh, and so it was just, so it was me and Nursey up there. And she was um, apprenticing. She'd been tattooing from home. So we, and then it just became Dr. Morse as in like a, um, an actual, uh, a, a studio as in, because then we got um, Cam who calls himself Skin Spider. He's only yeah. just left uh, just very recently, but he was with us. Yeah. So, so this is, I'm talking now, this is like uh, 10 years ago. It's my, uh, yeah, my business is ten years old. But that's great. Uh, that's that, that, so great that it kind of like came together. That you had two other artists and staff members that you knew you could trust at that early stage, or whatever the term yeah. is. That's really that's lovely that thing. that happened. Cause, you know, because now yeah. ten years down the line, we're like um, in a huge space compared to what yeah, that was, yeah. and there's like ten artists, ten of us, I think, here at the moment. Wow, like, um, which is quite big for a tattoo shop but um but it's huge for wellington for a tattoo shop man they might, yeah it's amazing yeah 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 and and, and it's a, a real cool spot the, the main thing is about um this place is the uh i guess i'm always just trying to make it like a somewhere that you want to go to i'm talking about like um you know i'm talking about people that work here like you have to want to go to work like once you once you um once you like start despising your workplace or your workmates totally. or whatever. Yeah. That's that's that and that's that defeats creativity as well. So I put oh. I put that or the comfort of the place, I put it before this abstract thing I was talking about. Well also you're like you're 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 kind of creating a culture around it as well and like I've noticed there's less of these kind of public spaces to congregate. That's why like I asked about the comic shop. Things like retail. I don't know, stores have just become a lot more like, what's the transaction? Can we put your email address on the database, you know? So, yeah, it, yeah I think it's, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you're not getting at there, right? That kind of difference between what you've just talked about totally. and sort of like, you know, a, a tattoo sausage factory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that only yeah. does sausages. Anyway, um, so. <laughs> but but talking of, talking of so, uh, sausage factory, like, um, like we're, uh, uh, 
the people uh, working here, like out, out of the 10 of us. Yeah. yeah we're very, um, I guess, uh, you know, rainbow friendly is what yeah. you call it. Uh, we have, uh, we have transgender working here. We have, yeah. um, you know, the whole, uh, a lot of rainbow community. Guessing a range of area. age, range of ages as well with that many people, because, you know, yeah, tattooing also, is a lot of people um, come in. Yeah. Also, probably 60% women tattooers here, Great. female tattooers. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, which is quite, I guess we are a, a very, uh, different shop in that respect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because traditionally it's a, what, a small bunch of dudes is what you're basically saying. We're not. Um, we're no, not I'm saying like tra- traditionally, um, tattoo shops men. are like a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like look, I mean, look, Shane, Shane, Shane. Like I know a lot. Of, I know a lot of people who know Shane, and I mean, I, I particularly mm. because you know <laughs> what I'm going to talk about. Like he was always quite intimidating, you know. <laughs> I, I, you know, because I'm quite a bit yeah, younger and stuff. Yeah. But he was, you know, he's like a Henry Rollins looking kind of dude, you know. Yeah, so, and we're all just nerds here too. Yeah. Like we're just um, we're all just absolute nerds, <laughs> and and. And also, um, you know, and, but we are that. But that's us. And like um, our our um, our shoppers, I guess my personality or our personality. Uh, and I think you do need like. There's a lot of tattoo shops around Wellington now, and so you can pick and choose if, if you want that angry biker treatment or you want the sort of more. Um, oh, d- depends on place the, depends on the t- it's a, it's depends a, on the time of the day, or the uh, the occasion. Yeah, well, <laughs> or, or whether it's whether it's Angry Tuesday or uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Or, yeah. So 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 yeah. So you can pick and choose, and it's, it's a good thing. There's, I mean, there's there's tattoo studios that would say, um, you know, that they'll say that they'll be insulted if you say that the artists they don't like having the word art and tattoo in the same category. There's, you know, tattooing's a craft, and you know, and it's all very basic and fast and blah blah blah. And that's cool because to me that is an art as well. That's a, that's its own type of art. And then, but um, but the. But the uh, the people that I have working at my place, we're all illustrators. Great, yeah. So, uh, so does that it, mean just, for the for the lay for the layperson? Like, I know what it means in terms of like craft wise and stuff. But for the layperson, would that imply or suggest that um, there's a sort of sit down or collaborative process beforehand with the yes, client and part of the part of the? But yeah, is is drawing that thing. Yeah. I, I would have thought I, I I always assumed that had always been fairly common, but then I guess you got the other end, which is like flash, flash, flash tattooing, right? mm, yeah, mm, yeah. Mm, which yeah. you guys you guys so do as well, don't you? Yeah, we we're trying to just figure out like what's what's in like if I was going to be tattooing you, like yeah. what are you visualizing? And I'm and I've got to like try, try and sure. work out communicate what you have in your head, and then you know you go through different illustrations and pictures of whatever references and whatnot, and you work out. Um, I'd try and work out what and it is that you there, want. There must be a bit of like, I don't know what to call it, like pastoral care or like, um, what do you call it, best practice on your part. Like, um, there must be times where you just have to like say to someone, no, I can't tattoo you or that's not oh, a good yeah. idea. Yeah. But I mean, also. Whatever, like, the extended um, version of go home, you're drunk. <laughs> I don't mean yeah, to do that. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, my, my favorite, my favorite. Because yeah. normally, normally. Because some, uh, some tattooers would just do it to go, be, you idiot, you know, the next day. Anyway, sorry, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. if you're, if you're going to, uh, if you don't, if there's a tattoo that you can't do yeah. or you don't want to do, um, when you have 10 artists, there's normally someone here that, that will be good for that tattoo. But the, the one, um, this one in particular was this guy comes in, he's like, oh, um, I want. Um, I want, what is it? he wanted the Twin Towers collapsing, like all down his front. He wanted the Twin Towers collapsing with, um, uh, with Osama Bin Laden Fuck at off. the bottom there, um, <laughs> with two AK-47s just shooting them up into the air, you know, celebrating. And, um, <laughs> and I was like, 
and he goes, can you do that? I mean, I'm like, oh, nah. I'm like, nah. And he, goes, he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, he goes, I expected, I kind of expected you, you wouldn't want to, you know, want to do that. But he goes, but he goes, would, would what's, you, he goes, what's your problem with Muslims, mate? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's all good because he had a yeah. plan B. Yeah. And um, <laughs> plan B was, um, he goes, what about like um, Jesus uh, crucified, a crucified Jesus, but the cross is upside down, so he's been crucified wow, he, upside down. He, he, he pivoted, he pivoted uh, ideology really quickly. Going, keeps going. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and Satan is there yeah. um, decapitating Jesus. Like, <laughs> so- <laughs> Simon, come on. You, what a lost opportunity. Shit. I know. Okay, what about, what about uh, this one? Like, less, less, like less extreme and kind of like, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, potential mental individual mental health cases. Um, more, more, also more like, um, like arguably doing your whole neck um, would be quite a big decision. But like in this day and age, is that kind of like none of your business whether someone wants their neck? Done? Oh, it's definitely our business. Yeah, because I mean, all my business personally. Because I'm like, am, am I going to uh, ruin this? person's uh, job opportunities or um, how yeah, they judge right, right, if okay, they have yeah, to ever yeah. make a court appearance, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, so the way I decide, the way most tattooers decide is, um, you know, if, if they don't have other tattoos, if they're not quite covered, then you're not going to get straight onto their neck or hands or face. Yeah, because I just say, you know, it's interesting how cultures develop eh, and society changes. This is a total mm-hmm. guess I've thought up on the spot. I would imagine that the rule, however long ago, would have been up to the elbow, and now, like, you can probably go <laughs> down to the beginning of the hand if you were a long sleeve shirt, uh, beginning end of the arm if you were. Yeah, a there's no long real rules. Shirt. I, 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 I know, but it kind of yeah. like I'm talking general societal, like, well, that's far out because yeah. no one, no one bats an eye at full sleeve tats now. They're no. everywhere, you know. Some incredible stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. So like having a, having a whole even one arm that was full sleeved was like a lot of dedication not so long ago, you know. Yeah. Totally, yeah. totally, yeah, yeah. When I first hooked this up with you, I'm like, I don't actually know a lot about tattooing, so it's fun to learn, Simon. <laughs> ha! Have you not got ta- have you not got tattoos? You haven't got them? No. Um, I'll tell you my reason. Quite, I think the core reason, quite briefly, um, is that I came on up. I'm born in '76, and You're my, a my my <laughs> was it. You're a dragon. My, yeah, my, da- dragon. My, my my dad um, was like you know one of the big armed robbers in the in the eighties in Wellington. Really? Like there was an armed robbery squad. It was a big thing in New Zealand, Aussie. And then inevitably, heroin and Mister Asia got involved. Um, he's done huge mm. long legs all my life, and so basically, like he was one of those like like lots of you know. There's that era of kind of New Zealand guys that are like the crims. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of tattooing. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's not like out of like disdain for him or anything. It was more like that mum brought me up. I don't know. I just suppose basically like I probably shouldn't get covered in tattoos or I'm going to freak my mum out or some version of that. Um, but yeah. also like, you know, yeah, it was like he was, it was quite an extreme. It was quite an extreme kind of thing back then. So I guess that's the reason. You're, you're, you're quite alternative list. Like you're probably one of the only people I know. Um, that doesn't have tattoos, uh, apart aside from my uh, beautiful girlfriend who has no tattoos whatsoever, and it's quite uh, odd for me, and I love it. There's a great meme of like one of those like images of, like of a 1930s kind of muscle man. That's like, see the amazing untattooed man, you know? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
You know what I don't normally do, but um, I thought it'd be quite fun because, I again, I was like, what should I ask about this? As I got some list of questions that we can end on, just like we're on the radio, okay. like like back in yeah. the old days. Yeah, um, I those. <laughs> um, so they are, here we go. Um, some of these might have a bit of crossover with what we've talked about, but hey. Okay, so Kent from Russell asks, this is actually a twofer, he's got two, he's got two questions. Are you making this up? No, no these are genuine, okay. these are genuine, these okay. are genuine. <laughs> they put them up on the Facebook page, and then I took the time to go uh, and look at, I, I, went to look at their, uh, okay. I looked at their about, okay. and I looked at their location. Yeah. Uh, Kent from Russell asks, is your, this is a good question actually, shit Ken, um, <laughs> is your tattooing influenced by music? Oh, um, I would say my comic illustration was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, it's all the same so DNA. It's all the same DNA, man. Yeah, yeah. So initially, my artwork uh, was definitely influenced by music. Like back, um, you know, back when you're in your teens, early twenties, when you when music's like your religion, and 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 so like um, you're sort of relating all these drawings to like uh, oh, things like um, oh man, like. I was really into suicidal tendencies and ministry and all these kind of industrial, uh, industrial type nine inch nails type bands and even um, Metallica, like Rob Bogan well, totally, stuff. And, Slayer and, 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 and I'd definitely like just be throwing those elements into, um, into the, uh, and, and, into the and, I, and I reckon music's music, music's got less central in everyone's lives. Like young people do a lot more gaming and this, that and the other now. So like, yeah, to me, like music's the constant in all of that. Like, you know, you're going yeah. to do this, you're doing that. Da, da, da. There's music, music at the cafe, there's music yeah. at the gig. There's See, these music, days, these days my artwork's based more on emotion. Great. But really just emotion, like how to, how to certain colors make you feel, how to, you know, what, what emotional response are you going to have from this, from looking at this uh, image? So that's. Well, I'd love. To, I'd love to go there. Maybe I've talked about it in person sometimes. Like, yeah, that's the yeah. thing. I, that's the thing. No, the thing I've thought about is like, I think that that aesthetic side of thing and knowing colors, but also knowing like colors that suit people, like not just their skin tone, but like, mm. I don't know. Like, I see a lot. I see really unfortunate examples of tattoos that are just not matched to that person. You know. So I think that's a big part. Yeah. Of it. Um, yeah. Ken's second question. Yeah, Ken's actually got three good questions. Um, okay. Um, Ken, Ken's. Quite talented. Um, <laughs> sorry, um, does the client? Sorry, again. Um, does the client get to choose the music? Uh, presumably during a session. No. Oh. No. Um, no. And thirdly, oh, <laughs> this is actually this is quite a, um, this is a different topic. Um, what has been the best barter or trade for a tattoo? Okay, for me, toys and comics. Oh, cool. My best one is trading a comic for. I mean, trading a tattoo for an issue of Hulk. One eight one, which is the first appearance of Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, that's my that's 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 a beautiful moment. Oh, I mean, I'm guessing that the shop, like every now and again, fills up a bit more when you do a wee trade with a customer, and another collectible goes up on the shelves. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So thanks, no, but, thanks, Kent. Yeah. From, thanks, Kent from Russell. That was great. So this next one, a uh, big tone, big tone um, from mm-hmm. Right. I asks, are there any? These are good, mate. <laughs> Are there any parts of yeah. the body you will not tattoo? Uh, yeah, just, I mean, uh, yeah, there is, but okay. that, that all comes down to who it is as well. Sure. Uh, but um, I've, I've never tried tattooing a penis. Mm. I've never tried that. Yeah. It's like, it's just like the most it's the stretchiest, weirdest skin yeah. that I don't want to go near. But then again. Well, also you start to move sort of, over into a sort of arguably another kind of interpersonal human service, like trying to keep it in a state where you can actually get the uh, imagery. Yeah. On it. You need to, um, I've heard stories. I've heard stories of um, 
people trying Viagra Ooh. so they can uh, so so the skin's more stretched. <laughs> Yeah. But um, but, uh, but then that doesn't work. It doesn't actually stay up. It doesn't stay erect. It, it, it's like when you're being stabbed in the cock. It's not fun. Thank you. That was very thorough. Um, big tone. Yeah. Uh, big, this is a big tone double play from Raitai asks. Uh, ask him about relationships with clients. I find because by the way, I actually know who Tony is. He's an old boss of mine, lovely guy. And he went from being a clean skin to having a number of them now. Um, anyway, he said, mm. I find it to be very intimate process and have become a close friend with my artist. Um, yeah, I mean, um, uh, well, you, you, you can't I, become I'll, I'll BFFs with all, all customers, but there must be a well, few people who are like long-term. It's almost like, it's almost like the, um, being a tattooer is like, it's almost crossing over hairdressing with sex work it's like yeah it's got the it's got that kind of like um you know the the hairdresser kind of you come to a salon parlor whatever it's got that kind of vibe or feel to it but it's way more intimate than a hairdresser you're it's i guess you know the needle was penetrating the skin or yeah it's it's it's, and it's also you know it's there's blood there's uh, which is i guess body fluids or whatnot but you know and so you do have this kind of um you, you definitely like when if you're doing like a back piece or a sleeve and you have you spend a lot of hours with this person over the process of whatever oh, absolutely months, and yeah. yeah totally yeah yeah and the other thing is that um mostly we get on really well with our clients because yeah. they're attracted to our um uh what do you call it our, our, our kind of everything you've described um, yeah yeah our vibe whatever you know the yeah, the culture of the shop, maybe. Yeah. The culture of the shop, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Like, uh, like we don't really we don't really get the, um, you know, that tough guy, uh, non-communicative, you know, just like a, a grunt here and there. They go somewhere else. No, I mean, look, like, each to their own. But the other one is um, uh, that I've observed, like, um, kind of based where you are, um, is, you know, I've seen a shop, kind of central in Auckland that um, kind of to me like I was quite shocked actually it's in a strip mall and it's kind of like look, looks like it's got a Burger King menu like it's like lit up plastic panels <laughs> at the top my, yeah. my, my point being is like I could see in the middle of Wellington you'd get a lot of those like kind of walk-in style things but sounds like it's good you're kind of you know you, you, you're off the beaten track and um, anyway, um, I think it's, it's yeah, good. Go it's good those places exist. There's something for everyone. Yeah, yeah and I wasn't yeah. shocked. I need to be really, really clear. I'm not. It's, that is not at all a critique of what sort of tattoo someone might like wear, like their taste or whatever. Mm. I was more mm. like, it's what we talked about before. I was more like, shit, that things look like it's just set up for like a teenager mm. to randomly get a tattoo, yeah. like when they're yeah, out. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's kind of it kind of worried me a little. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, you start so, yeah. to do that when you're a bit older. You start to have parent thoughts, even when you're not a parent. Um, yeah, lastly, yeah. Um, Jay, Jay Jaguar from Wellington um, asks, I might risk offending customers, but are there a con- – oh, now we are getting into, like, judging people's tastes. Um, are there a contemporary equivalence of the <laughs> – are there a contemporary equivalence to the old barbed wire around the bicep or the tramp stamp? There always is going to be, yeah. 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 And it's um, – but whether it has the same stigma – in the, in the next 20 years, uh, I don't know, but like say uh, a, a classic would be uh, mandala tattoos, you know, mm. like mand- a lot of people are getting mandalas uh, or mandala style. And it's like, um, it's, it's like, oh yeah, it's like, 
whether it's whether it's whether people are going to be judged in the same way as a tribal tramp stamp or a Pamela Anderson barbed wire, it's like it's like you'd look at it and go, oh, that's that era, or that's totally. you, know, you say, oh, that, and, that person and, would have got that tattoo and, in two thousand. And for me, totally, I reckon that that is as a, as, a, as the person getting the tattoo um, is understanding or, or like um, knowing what you want in terms of the difference between style and fashion, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, St- I styles like styles like that record you can still play thirty years later. Fashion. I was going like, to say, yeah, I was going to actually go. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Music as a as a metaphor because you go back to music. Like, remember uh, back in the day, you, you know, it's punk, rasta, metal. You know, yeah, and you're either you, you choose that one, and, and everything's very yeah. you know, there's camps. And then, but these days, everything's just a mis- mismatch. You know, and, and tattoos will be the same. You know, it's like oh, uh, in the, like in the future, people will be getting mandala, tribal, and illustrative. Yeah. It's all just gonna be mixed mixed and matched. I've got one more for yeah. you. Uh, Celtic armband yeah. uh, was in Thailand in the late nineties. <laughs> You know those ones that go around the top? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's like th- a Thailand holiday in the late 90s. Yeah, it yeah, is. There's yeah. a lot of those. I was just telling you. I was just telling you that I know some of the – I know some uh, of the, I know some <laughs> of the stuff, what? mate. That's, don't you? That's a, that's a late 90s. <laughs> then there's the Pamela Anderson barbed wire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, listen, man, this has been really, really fun. And um, I actually have been in lockdown for nearly eight or nine weeks, and I think I've actually talked – not texted or whatever, probably two other people in the last week. So, how how much longer are you in lockdown for? <sighs> Got another week to go. I'm pretty well set up. Okay. Um, last year was tougher because it was new, but also um, I wasn't. I didn't realize it at the time, but a number of things in my life, I wasn't. It wasn't as well set up as it could have been this time going in. Okay. Um, like mm. not not at a like bad, you know, not like at a sort of you know they said like early two thousands or whatever. More just like kind of family thing a work thing anyway hmm. so it's longer this time um i'm doing okay look i i get my, i i get a regular wage every week now um i'm not flatting like i mean i'm it's kind of like a lot of people would be gritting their teeth a lot more than i am you know yeah yeah but and, um and but, it's got so, a, but it's you've so, got it a gallagher sucks, machine sucks with the world is you've, yeah, got, I do, a, I do. you've got gallagher behind you there yeah yeah i do i do yeah it, 20 it, cents <laughs> and you've got yoda behind you there too i used to have that yoda puppet thing uh, and when you teach from That's here, like students buzz out on it because I think a lot of their tutors are like, you know, teaching from quite sort of like. Um, are you, you teaching? Know, are you teaching? Are you? Yeah, yeah. And so online learning is a whole other thing as well. Like I just had the mm. last week of um, semester two for my students, and you know, I know they got mm. a lot on and stuff, but I kind of felt really flat when I got off the thing because it was only about fifteen minutes because only four of them logged in and um mm. like i don't know man i just hope everything mm. works out for the world because we're not meant to be like yeah. this right yeah yeah I, I, i'm, I'm yeah. teaching because i like going into a room of young people and kind of shooting yeah. shit and showing them stuff N- not yeah. looking at little black avatars on a screen and hoping that they like it you know <laughs> yeah yeah at least, i mean at least we we can reflect uh, i mean lockdown eh? it's like oh man what's what's important in the world you know like hey well look we've yeah. made, okay you know, anyway we've, we've made the link back now and i like i like you know I, I it's lovely when you reconnect with someone and go oh that's right totally remember this guy's vibe so i'll, <clears> I'll make a point of popping in next time i'm in wellie because it is home yeah and nan's yeah, there and um might get a full back tat back <laughs> okay yeah go on <laughs> See you, bro. Take care. I'll, I'll um I'll I'll forward you the um episode when I've got it up online. But thank you. Yeah, great to see yeah, you, awesome, bro. Awesome, brother. Okay. Cool. Bye, bye, bye.